the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When Jesus did what he did, the verse that came to their mind was from Psalm 69.9, which was a messianic prophecy. So they immediately recognized that what Jesus was doing was fulfilling a prophecy related to the Messiah, God's Savior. And what was it that Jesus did? Well, he dealt with the money changers and others in the temple. We're going to continue this study in the book of John today on Study Verse by Verse with our teacher, Pastor Leighton Sheely, as he wraps up a message from the second half of the second chapter. I'm Mike Trout, so glad to have you along. If you're new to the ministry, we're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And I'll talk a bit more about the church in San Bruno down at the end of the broadcast. Continuing his thought where he started, here's Pastor Layton. And there may have been other verses that also jumped to their mind as well. It might have been a verse such as that found in Malachi chapter 3. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will purify the sons of Levi. Now, the sons of Levi were those who were dedicated to full-time ministry in the temple. He will purify the sons of Levi till they present right offerings to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. So these kinds of verses no doubt came to the disciples as they recognized that what Jesus was doing was fulfilling messianic prophecies. And second, there was the reaction of the Jews. Now you remember that Jesus said, do not make my father's house, my father's house, a house of trade. Now, Jesus' reference to God as his Father was a declaration of Messiahship. Now, we take statements like sons of God or children of God uh, as for granted these days. But at the time of Jesus' day, the thought was absolutely radical that we could address the creator of the universe as Father. That was radical. And that was introduced by Jesus. So they recognized that Jesus was making a claim of being a Messiah, and and they demanded that he authenticate his claim by producing a sign. You notice that they didn't dispute the rightness of his actions. They didn't even arrest him for what he had done. They knew that their corrupt commercialization of religion was wrong. Now, Jesus' response, no doubt, left a lasting impression in them. Because years later, when he was on trial, his words were used against him. Matthew chapter 26. Now, for the people who were profiteering from the activities of the temple, Jesus was a threat. And the threat of Jesus was this. Your temple worship 
your ritual, your lavish animal sacrifices are at an end because I have come. That was threatening to those who profited from the temple activities. But for the people who desired to worship God in spirit and in truth, it was a promise. And the promise of Jesus was this. I will give you a way to come to God without all of this human elaboration and ritual. I've come to destroy this form of temple worship in Jerusalem and make the whole earth a temple where men can seek and know the presence of the living God. Now, a prophetic word is often understood only in retrospect, only in looking back and ah, that's what God meant. And it was not until Jesus was raised from the dead that his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. Verse 23, now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, many believed in his name when they saw the signs plural, he was doing multiple miracles when they saw the signs that he was doing. But Jesus, on his part, did not entrust himself to them, because he knew all people and needed no one to bear witness about man. For he himself knew what was in a man. Now, these verses have profound implications concerning the nature of saving faith. The passage tells us that Jesus was doing signs. He was doing multiple things, and as a result of his signs, there were people who believed in him, but he didn't believe in them. He didn't believe in them. Now, why was that? Well, the answer is that Jesus knew human nature quite well. He knows that often people are attracted to the sensational. And as long as he was doing things to keep them entertained, they'd keep following him. But Jesus knew that when he started talking about self-denial, about service, about carrying your cross, they'd be gone. They didn't have a real faith. Their faith was simply shallow, and it was superficial. It was not true saving faith. Now, the scenes in this passage underscore Jesus' deity with great clarity. First off, he single-handedly cleansed the temple with messianic zeal. Secondly, he accurately predicted his death and resurrection. And by the way, in the history of the world, he's the only one who ever has. You know, there have been people who have predicted they're going to rise from the dead, and they're still dead. And there have been people who made no mention of rising from the dead, and they resurrected, like Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead. Only Jesus said, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise again on the third day, and that's the way it happened. Amen? And then thirdly, that God, as God, he truly knew the contents of men's heart. There's, these scenes also depict the process of salvation. In the first scene, uh, it reflects God's hatred of, of sin and impurity. The second scene of Discussing Jesus' resurrection reveals that God provides new life in Christ Jesus, who was raised for our justification, as the writer of Romans says. And then in the final scene, he, uh, concerning the shallow belief of people, God reveals that salvation only comes through genuine saving faith. They had faith, but they didn't have saving faith. So how does one know 
that the faith they have is saving faith. Who would want to show up on Judgment Day and find out that the faith that they had, that they thought was saving faith, was not saving faith? That would be a terrible thing, wouldn't it? So how do we know that the faith that we have is saving faith? Well, the Bible gives us the answer to that question. Saving faith is always accompanied by repentance from sin. It's always accompanied by repentance from sin. Now, the word repentance means to change directions. You were going one way, now we're going to go another way. We were going our own way, now we're going Jesus' way. And when we receive Jesus as our Savior, we also receive him as our Lord, which means he tells us which way to go. God tells us which way to go. Now, think about these verses. Now, oftentimes, we'll know verses, we have heard verses, we've memorized verses, and we don't even think about what we're saying. Well, let's think about what we're saying. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So we have to confess Jesus as Lord in order to be saved. A few verses later... It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, right, will be saved. Again, we need to call on the name of the Lord in order to be saved. So when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, we also receive him as our Lord. Now, people can be sorry for their sins, but being sorry for their sins is not enough. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 7. Listen to what Paul wrote. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So feeling sorry for our sin is not enough. Now listen to the words of Jesus at the end of his earthly ministry in Luke chapter 24. Jesus said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all of the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. So it's therefore contrary to the New Testament to suggest that any of us can receive Jesus Christ as our Savior without receiving Him as our Lord. Whenever we receive Jesus Christ as Savior, we also receive Him as Lord, which means that we need to follow His direction, God's direction, which He provides for us in the Word, not our own, which is sinful. Now, I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes because when we gather together Sunday after Sunday and we study God's Word, it's not just for a mental exercise, an educational exercise, so that we can learn what it says. It's also a time of reflection in our own lives. Are we doing what it says? And so with your heads bowed, your eyes closed, because this is just between you and God. You don't answer me. This is between you and God. 
Let me ask this question. Is your faith saving faith? Have you not only received Jesus Christ as your Savior, but also as your Lord? Have you chosen to repent, to turn away from thoughts, words, and deeds that are displeasing to Him? Very important questions as we wrap up this Wednesday edition of our broadcast. If you have made a decision today, or if you have some questions you'd like to ask and have answered, well, you can get in touch with us at Church of the Highlands, and it would be a privilege to interact with you. Our phone number is 650-873-4095. That's 650-873-4095. And mention that you listen to Pastor Layton on the daily broadcast. If you'd like to find out more about uh, the overall ministry of the church, you'll find us on the web at highlands.us. Our weekend services are still online only, and we have daily devotionals posted on the website. Please check that out when you go to the website. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back for the Thursday program as Pastor Layton once again opens the Word of God and we study verse by verse. This broadcast is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.